The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to today's Bible study with Pastor Greg Scalzo in this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. We are currently in the book of 1 Kings in the Heavenly Authority series, and Pastor has been discussing division and reunification in Israel, in the church, and between Jew and Gentile. And when we left off, Pastor was reading from Ephesians chapter 2 on the unity we have in Jesus. Here is Pastor Greg. In Jesus Christ, that wall of separation, the court of the Jews, the court of the Gentiles, that separation between Jew and Gentile is broken. He has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the hatred, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both, because both need salvation, Jew and Gentile, to God, in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached to you who were afar off and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. There is the heart's desire of God. One body, not just Gentile, Jew and Gentile, no wall of separation, both reconciled to the Father, those who were far off without any hope, those who were near and had the law but still couldn't save themselves by the law, and Jesus Christ reconciled, having access to the Father, one. The wall of separation broken down. And Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, to the Jewish people of his day, chapter 10, verse 15, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Remember what we read in Ezekiel, the one shepherd? And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, not of the Jews. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That is the goal not a oneness based upon man's concept of oneness, not a oneness based upon no rights and wrongs, ignoring parts of the Bible, a oneness based upon the truth that God is that he is, that we are not, that we are separated from him, that we're sinful, that we need his holiness, his sacrifice in Christ Jesus. We accept Jesus Christ, and from every nation, tribe, tongue, language, Jew, Gentile, male, female, young, old, we all can become the one body of Christ under his leadership in him. Division, separation, schism is because of error and sin. The ultimate goal is restoration as one people under one king and one kingdom, the kingdom of God. As it says in Romans 11:26, and so all Israel will be saved. Let's look at the let's let's begin to look at the national event that God uses in the natural to bring about 
the division in Israel as punishment for Solomon's sin. And what he will use is the foolish use of authority by Solomon's son, Rehoboam. And we'll read about that in uh, 1 Kings chapter 12. This is after, just after, Solomon died. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. Shechem is an important city uh, in Israel's history. If you remember, uh, Shechem is in central Palestine. It's on the border of Ephraim and Manasseh, so it's right in the heart of Joseph. It is the place in Genesis chapter 12 when Abraham comes into the promised land. It's the first place that he builds an altar. In Genesis 12, 6, Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem. Uh, verse 7, Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land, the promise of God in the promised land to Abraham. And there he, Abraham, built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So it's a very uh, important place in Israel's national history, the first place, the first altar of Abraham when he comes into the promised land. When Joshua brings the Israelites back into the promised land, you remember, according to the word of God given through Moses, they were to pronounce the blessings and the curses from Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. Well, Shechem is right between them. That's the place they gather together. It's probably the place, it means shoulder, because Shechem is on the shoulder of Mount Ebal, on the slope of Mount Ebal, and that's probably where Joshua builds the altar, and the Israelites pronounce the blessings and the, the curses. Uh, Ebal is to the north, and they pronounce the curses there, and Gerizim, Mount Gerizim, is just to the south of Shechem, and they pronounce the blessings there. And Joshua, in Joshua chapter 24, at the end of his life, it says in verse 1, Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, very important central site to the nation of Israel. And he reviews with them all of God's dealing with Israel. And then if you read down in verse 22, So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves, that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away what? The foreign gods, right? Which are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God, we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you lest you deny your God. So what a place to have this coronation of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, 
the place where Joshua sets up the stone and says, look, this stone is a reminder of what God said. It's a witness of the covenant, the contract, that you will let go of your foreign gods, that you will serve only the Lord God. This is central. This is where Abraham, because he came out of Babylon, he came out of Ur, he came out to worship the one true God, and he left the pagan idols of his forefathers. This is the place where you come back into the promised land, and all those nations around you will be disposed, put away, because you worship the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No idolatry, no foreign gods. We have the coronation of Rehoboam, and what has his father done He's worshipped almost every imaginable God surrounding Jerusalem with high places to them. What a dramatic place to have the coronation of Rehoboam. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. Notice that it is their intention to make him king. We will see that they have grievances against Solomon, grievances against Rehoboam but they intend to make him king. They're not looking to rebel. Verse 2, So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebad, heard it, he was still in Egypt. Remember, he fled to Egypt for protection when Solomon wanted to kill him. For he had fled from the presence of Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt, that they sent and called him. Then Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke which he put on us and we will serve you. So he said to them, depart for three days, then come back to me. And the people departed. So they're planning to make him king, but they bring Jeroboam back. He's called to be their representative. Remember, he's an industrious superintendent. He's a mighty man of valor. Solomon himself knows the worth of Jeroboam because he places him into a position of authority. And the people of Israel have been placed under a heavy yoke with all these building projects. They've been placed under a heavy yoke of taxation. They've been placed under a heavy yoke of labor demands, conscripted or drafted labor to build all the building projects. And it's too much. They feel the weight and they say, look, relax the load, reduce it, and we will gladly serve you, Solomon's son. And Jeroboam, Jeroboam comes in and he serves them as the spokesman. He's willing also then to work for Rehoboam. He's willing to serve, even though Ahijah has told him that he would be made king. Even as Samuel told David that he would be made king, David still did not rebel against Saul. He served Saul. Here, Jeroboam still does not outrightly rebel against Rehoboam. He says, we will serve you if you reduce, if you lighten the burden of the service of your father. We will serve you. And Rehoboam wants to think about it. He will seek advice, and it's too late today to go into the advice. He will seek advice from the old counselors of his father, and then he'll seek advice from the young men. And we'll see in Rehoboam an important principle of heavenly authority, how a foolish use of authority 
not being concerned, not feeling for the needs of the people, will lead to the vision. Now, God will use this natural event to bring about his will, but it certainly is an example of what not to do in leadership and what sometimes has been done all too often in the church. And Lord willing, we'll do that next time. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your scriptures, Lord, and we long for the day that we would have that unity, Lord, that oneness in the body of Christ. Father God, we thank you that you are doing a work in your body today to bring about a time when we will speak with one voice and have the one mind of Christ. And Father, we come against the false ecumenicalism of our age that desires to wash away your gospel and push aside your son and minimize his sacrifice on the cross. Father, bring the oneness that Jesus prayed for, the true oneness in his body. Bring the reconciliation between Jew and Gentile, even as you brought together northern Israel and southern Judah. Make one body, one flock, that we can worship together the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the Messiah, his son, Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can find more Bible study programs on the Shi'ar Jeshub website at www.shiarjeshub.org. You'll also find commentaries written by Pastor Greg. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub, and may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.